Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Idiom Brewing Company in Frederick, Maryland, and Havoc Brew Supply, your one-stop shop for your brewery's needs. Check them out at hophavoc.com. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I am, um, let's say, one of my least place, favorite places in the world, uh, mm, but yeah. at least it is a really nice place in mm. the worst place on earth. Mm, um, at mm. the beautiful new Checker Spot uh, Brewery in Baltimore, that's the part I don't like. Oh, we love Baltimore. We love it. Well, yeah. I, it it's in my blood, kind of the dislike like being from Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't gotcha. think I'm. I don't think I'm legally allowed to like Baltimore. Gotcha. Mm. I have to look into it further, but I think that's the case at least. We'll allow it. <laughs> So I'm joined by the owners, Rob and Judy Neff. Uh, this place is awesome. Yeah, thanks. Thank it's you very much. Of, welcome, welcome. And it's probably definitely bad on me that it's taken me this long to to get here. Because you, how long you, you you opened in September, right? Yep, September first. How and when? Uh, remind me when was Checker Spot like originally open? Uh, June of 2018. So yeah. th- that's longer than I thought it was. Year so we're in year six. Yeah, flew by. It's a long time for a for a business to yeah, survive to and barely survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's just the nature of craft breweries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you get to drink beer at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do have that going yep. for you. That is fun. Let's slide that just a tad closer to you. Um, let's. Uh, it's been. It, a responsible host would have looked up when it was the uh, you guys were on before. Uh, I did not do that, but I know mm. it's been quite some time. Mm. So we should give like a little recap of the history of Checker Spot and how it came to be. Um, so one, since I'm staring right at it, where did the name Checker Spot come from? The name Checker Spot. So the Maryland State Butterfly <clears throat> is the Baltimore Checker Spot. Is there anything Maryland doesn't have a state something of? I feel um, like we had like they just know. sit around and name the yeah. official state everything. everything. <laughs> that sounds fun, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took us, I don't know, six months to come up with a name. We had several that we it didn't stick. And then this one, once we heard it, came up with it, it was pretty much immediate, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Is that the origin that that is that the original checker spot butterfly? Thing that was in the the other brewery. It yep. was, yeah. We've yep. got the two that we brought over. Yep. The pieces of art on the wall. Yeah, move those over. So, what uh, what were you doing before you decided to open Checker Spot? So I was I was home brewing, but as a hobby, and um, yeah, I got uh, my PhD from Hopkins and uh, did my postdoc at NIH doing vaccine research, and then um, I actually got a a job working for a hospital disinfection company, so it was a startup, and so I sort of set up their lab, and um, yeah, just it was. Uh, I'd been home brewing for about thirteen years before we opened. You could have saved a lot of money if you just I know. went straight yeah. to right into <laughs> I it. Know. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you, do Hindsight. not need a PhD in microbiology, uh, and uh, you know, I did a lot of virology work, but um, yeah, no, it, the one nice brewing thing doesn't yeah. require a PhD. <laughs> Well, I mean, people do have their PhD, but it's usually in brewing science, you know, <laughs> fermentation, something yeah. like that. And um, 
but yeah, it you know the science background sort of helped me. Even you know starting with homebrewing, sort of I wasn't afraid of the yeast side or the yeah. you know pH or water chemistry or anything like that. That was um, that sort of made that that side of it a little bit. Well, and I it's easier. working in vir- virology and stuff like that. I'm sure that gave you a a constant mindset of the sanitation oh, yeah. side yep. and <laughs> keeping clean, everything. Clean, yeah. Clean. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like all they do back there pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's just clean. It's mm-hmm. just douse everything it's with sparkling. The, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's quite a different career path. Was that, a, was that a hard decision to give that up to then? Yeah, so the company that I was working for, um, it was you know, a startup and they had a, a, a product in development and um, they were just not able to, to sell it. Uh, uh, you know, the investors, you know, well, that we're, 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 just, then, we're huh? just losing and losing <laughs> money. So um, it was just uh, my boss and myself left. We were sort of a shell okay. of a company. So I had to go in to work and physically sit there so that we didn't have money to run experiments, but um, they at least had money to pay me, so that was good. That is, that was <laughs> very nice. <laughs> but um, it was nice, I you know, I had my computer, my office, and nothing else to do, so it really gave me an opportunity to, you know, really research what it takes to open a brewery, um, you know, the, the whole business permit side of everything, um, run all the numbers, you know, look at it and say, you know, can we actually survive doing this, yeah. you know, could I leave my job? And um, yeah, so well, that was like really it was valuable leave time. You at some mm. point, anyway. Yes. So and so, <laughs> yeah. and, and that was my choice: was sort of stay yeah. and work on this very seriously, or or look for another job. And um, yeah, we all know how that turned out. It, so, it's, it's <laughs> seen, looking around here, it seems to have worked out very well. Yeah. Uh, so, were both of you into home brewing, or just? I've always loved craft beer, but I haven't had the urge to brew. So really? you let Judy do all the work, and then you just yeah, reap the I benefits. just reap the benefits. Yeah, somebody <laughs> a, she can't drink it all, so she needs a, yeah. a helper. It's just quality control. I'm just a helper. Yeah. yeah. When well, I would, good. I would make my beer. You know, I'd have first I start with five gallons, and I moved up to ten gallons, and you know, so then you'd have ten gallons of beer downstairs, and I'd have you know one beer and make notes of what I wanted to do differently the next time, and, and never then I was like, all right, all right, <laughs> next, next, I want to, I want to make the next one. <laughs> Uh, who whose idea was opening a brewery first? Was it yours, or did was he being a supportive husband and pitch the idea? How was that? No, I, I think I wanted. Yeah, I, I sort of wanted to do that. One thing that made that um, possible was when the laws changed in 2013. Yeah, um, that allowed basically being able to run a tap room, which you couldn't do before that. Um, and without that sort of in the business model, it's very, you know, you can obviously make it and, and places have, um, but it's very, very difficult, especially for the first bunch of years. You know, you, you have to, you, yeah, it used to, to, it used to have to be like, hey, just, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to this, you're, you're going to lose money for the first five or six years. You know, most people aren't in a position mm-hmm. where you can do yeah. that, um, especially with as cash intensive as a brewery is. Um so that really changed the whole dynamic, which is why you've seen all these craft breweries opening. Um, that was probably the biggest change. Um, yeah, and then also be being able to self-distribute. And, and, and have a still room. run a, ta- yep. a successful tap room. And so mm-hmm. being able to self-distribute as well. So not having to join on with a, you know, before you've established your brand, you know, trying to join on with a, a distributor that has all these other brands to sell. So why would they, um, why would they, sell yours you know yeah. and so to, to be completely out of that so that we were able to really 
have the tap room and, and self-distribute was, uh, was a game changer. And that's what, what sort of made, you know, got, got, got me thinking mm-hmm. and um, that this could be a real, a real thing. And um, yeah, asked if, if uh, Rob wanted to do it. And uh, I said yes said before yes. her sentence was done. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> what what were you doing? Out of school, I was a civil engineer for several bunch of years. And then I did um, house construction, house flipping in Baltimore. Okay. A lot of row houses, full guts, rebuild them all over the city. And so I have some construction skills, I guess. And we teamed up for this. So now I do um, sales and distribution and I fix stuff and there's the list never ends. Yeah, there's it, always it gets shorter sometimes. But, yeah. yeah, and so he also got to GC the mm. first build out and this second build yes. out. So that was a So what, a did you enjoy that or did you hate it? I didn't hate <laughs> it at the time. It was fun. We had good contractors. Several, we became buds and it was jovial. Around, does, um, but very, very, very stressful. Yeah. Does the world of home com- contracting and like rehabbing houses transfer over enough that you you to build out a brewery, or was there still a huge like? Is this brewery much better because you learned of all the things you did wrong with the first? Yeah, one? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. We we had a running list of stuff we wanted to do in 2.0 that over at 1.0 wasn't maybe not wrong or anything, but something we could do better. So, yeah. Um, there's definitely, it does translate from the residential world. And I use some contractors that I'd used from the residential days who were just amazing, showed up every day, you know, we got it done. That seems it was quick. Like the biggest hurdle with a contractor yes. now. Yeah, yeah people were, everyone was working weekends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, For real. A, a whole bunch of us were here <laughs> seven days a week. Um, everyone was really busting it to get us yeah. open on time. It was, it was down to the last second. <laughs> it was insane. I won't bore you with it, but yeah, the, <laughs> everything that had to fall into line for it to happen was crazy. Like a month before we were uh, September 1st opening, like early August, we were just putting drywall up. <laughs> so, and, so yeah. I mean, in typical brewery fashion, yeah. right down Getting to inspections get and all putting in the last n- yeah. nails as the occupancy yep. permit was being yep. signed. Totally. <laughs> yep. The beer poured. We had a like a private event early on. The beer poured out like 30 minutes before people came in. 30 <laughs> minutes. The draft yep, worked. The draft nice. system came on. <laughs> came on. So it was. We raised a beer for that. Yeah. <laughs> And you you moved very little over here from the original location, right? Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs are one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. Yeah, so um, it, everything sort of fell into line. Um, yeah, So we won the um, Sam Adams, the Brewing the American Dream competition last year. 
And uh, we got to brew a collaboration beer with them, but even sort of bigger deal to us was that we get lifelong mentorship from anyone at Boston Beer Company. That's pretty awesome. Which is huge. Um, So we actually found out, we closed on this property in the afternoon, and then in the morning, the next morning, found out that we had won the the competition. And so uh, the timing couldn't have been better. Uh, so you know, we immediately reached out to their engineers. Did that en- lower engineers. the stress levels of <laughs> of doing this? I don't know. I don't know. It's just very yeah. grateful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I reached out to their um, engineer group, who um, we got really lucky. It's a lot of these guys, uh, and they're just up in Allentown uh, at the big brewery, and um, you know they've been with Sam Adams from 15 to 25 years, and uh, you know a couple of them are like one year away from retirement. Um, so, you know, we've actually gotten to know them really well and they really helped us with some of the layout. Um, you know, they, they've opened tiny tap rooms, small, medium, large breweries, uh, you know, the, the range of yeah. everything over the 25 years that, you know, Boston beer, Sam Adams then turned into Boston beer. And, um, so yeah, having that mentorship was amazing. So it was through them. Do you know where, where Sam Adams was originally brewed? In uh, was in Jamaica Plains. Jamaica Plains? No. Pittsburgh? Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, one Didn't of the contract that. breweries yeah. was there. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a good little tidbit. I like that. Um, but yeah, so it was uh, Hopefully late. Hopefully that's right. Yeah. <laughs> don't fact check I'm pretty it. sure it is. Yeah, no yeah, one looked that up. Don't look that up. <laughs> Just take it for my word. Right. Um, so yeah, it was like late November, and uh, one of the guys called and said, you know, hey, would you guys be interested in you know, 20 barrel system. I was like, that would be mm. awesome to have five extra barrels of, of beer. But, you know, with the, all the costs of construction, we didn't have anything built in to our budget for, you know, for new, new equipment. Um, and so it ended up being perfect timing with our landlord. He wanted to keep a brewery in the location that he was in. So uh, he ended up buying all of our equipment so for him, it was a good deal because it was installed and in place. So there was no yeah. construction, no downtime. Um, and then we were able to have the funds to get the uh, a bunch of equipment from Boston Beer Company. From It was a uh, it used to be Concrete Beach, then turned into Dogfish Head. Um, and then they, they shut that down. It was a 20-barrel a brewery with oh, a, so with a tap room in old, Miami. An old dogfish head system mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that's cool. 2013 i believe oh, yeah yeah from 2013 yeah it's it's beautiful but um yeah the, the timing was amazing so we got a great deal from them yeah, copper um, systems look so much cooler <laughs> yeah so it's, it's uh and sam adams was always really big into having the the copper yeah. clad because it's just copper clad so it's it's for uh decorative purposes okay. only um but it, it really is decorative <laughs> it does look really nice does it is it protected or is it do you have to keep shining it so it doesn't look like a uh, it's got like a lacquer on it okay yeah so it's not going to turn into the statue of liberty and no be, uh, no, no. yeah yeah we actually we actually tried to like it really really rub it down yeah. and uh, ended up taking like in a small area took off part of the protective coating it's like okay. uh-oh so, <laughs> <laughs> so what uh well f- first let uh, uh, i I want to rewind just a tad, and then we'll go back to the competition. Um, what what was the time gap between when your job was winding down and you started really looking into the prospect of opening a brewery to when Checker Spot opened? 
Um, so it was about maybe like about a year. About a year. That sounds that pretty quick. I did. I did that, but not till Checker Spot opened. Oh, okay. So we closed on. We found the property. We closed on our lease, and we started. Well, we're trying to start construction. Um, our our landlord was delaying and delaying things. Uh, um, so we at least didn't have to pay rent during that time. But um, it, he basically delayed us about a year, a little over a year, geez. just by um, not putting in, like we needed an electric panel to be able to then do stuff from an electric yeah. panel or a gas hookup to then run gas from that hookup. You that, think he that would have been motivated thing. to collect rent? Yeah. Yep. You would have, you yeah. would have, you would have thought, you would have thought, but he, yeah, I guess he doesn't. He's just slow on it. Yeah. Hates money. Yeah, he must. I think he hates. <laughs> or he just, he just has so much of it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so that that sort of delayed us an, an extra year. So fortunately, my job ended up holding on for a while. So I, I uh, and that they ended up finally shutting down. Um, right as we were starting construction, so then I was okay. able to dedicate full time to to doing construction. If I if I remember correctly, like when the plan for Checker Spot was to have both floors open, but mm. like things guess, were so delayed who? because <laughs> guess yeah, how that, far that, that goes. Yeah, we were just trying to get open. Yeah, like, so, and it was like a while afterwards. Yep. It was like a year. It was of, about a year. Yeah. It was about a year, and so it was funny because they had poured the foundation for the mm. addition uh-huh. that has the second floor, and um. So we ended up using it as like a, pa- a patio for a little yeah, bit, nice. like put some fold-up tables and mm-hmm. stuff out so there. So it took two years to complete the first one. Yeah. How long did this one take? Ten months. Yeah. So we. <laughs> yeah. Well, we. Tad, we we, tad we quicker. Submitted. Yeah. <laughs> well, we submitted for the permit. Yeah. In October. A year. Let's say a year. Yeah. yeah and got. Um, but we 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 were limited to doing demolition because we didn't get the permit, like okay. the actual building permit approved till the end of February. Yeah. Uh, how, what's the size comparison between the two? Because I I was never in the second floor Mm. of the original, but this is definitely significantly larger than the first floor. It it is bigger, um, but it it also feels a lot bigger. It's much better use of space. So the old space was a little over 12,000 square feet, and this is about 18,000 square feet. But it feels like much bigger than 50% bigger. Yeah, um, I mean, like looking in the production area, it looks infinitely larger than yeah. what the, the, <laughs> the, the old place was, was very chopped up. Chopped up, yeah. So, you know, even the, the downstairs tap room was sort of in two rooms. And then you would go upstairs, and that was in two rooms and was on the second floor, which yeah, no who one you go, go no one goes on the second yeah. floor. Like, yeah. it, it was basically private yeah. events or not a even, Ravens game well or something like that. Otherwise, there. it would just sit yeah. empty. Um, and then, same with the brewery. You know, you'd walk out, there was a a lower area in the front part and then it was like taller where we had the tanks and then there was an added on storage area that was again lower and then so everything was just sort of broken up into these sort of smaller areas um whereas this is much more sort of wide open (laughs) and flows it's like we have the the mezzanine but like just enough breaking up that yeah doesn't mm-hmm. feel like you're. Yeah, just you don't feel a, like yeah, you're in a true. giant warehouse. warehouse. Exactly, that's what yeah. we were trying, but try to make it smaller than it looks with yeah. stuff. Still pretty big. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, with your location, I would I would assume that you need this space. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ravens games, so, Orioles. We had a lot of big bump this year. All through the season, it's been cool. And you have uh, reliable parking now. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Another big plus. Yeah. Yes, we actually have help. the parking, there's street parking. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, everyone, I, I think it was a common misconception that we had the parking lot across the street, and we did not. That was our landlord's parking lot. And so at the beginning, it was great. You know, we got to park there all the time, but definitely over the last year, it was starting to get pretty contentious. And, um, you know, there were there were definitely some some issues starting to come up, so... It was a good time. Good time to yep. leave. <laughs> Were, w- was that the main um, motivating factor for moving to a second spot? Or did was it just or, space yeah. and yeah. increasing yeah. capacity? That All of it's just part it. of our growth. We've wanted wanted to buy something. Yeah, okay. it was always um, sort of in oh, the... Oh, so you, you, it was always you on purchased sort of the, this the, building? Yes. Oh, well, I mean, so that's a huge... It was always in yeah. the long-term yeah. plan that as soon as we could to... To sort of be able to purchase somewhere and then and then really invest in it, yeah. Um, you know, well, for, that, for for the long term, um, you know. Whereas that's yeah, not I something we could afford to do at the beginning. You know, is it, you have to yeah. show your proof of concept. That's um, a, that's always something with business owners. Like I don't, I don't I don't know how they stomach sinking so much money into something that in five to ten years could end up not being theirs. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and then True. all that's just thrown away. So no, like, and build outs, yeah, it's hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. Like it's, it's so at least <laughs> now, no, any outlandish idea you come up with, yeah, we can do it. Yeah, it's investing can, in ourselves. Yeah, and you can do it, and you know that you'll still be able to use it mm-hmm. in yeah. another five to ten years. Exactly, exactly. And stuff's gonna break, and we will fix it quickly. Yeah, which was, <laughs> it's just always a battle. There's no one to take your parking away from yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, so we're much happier here. So how, um, w- explain a little bit more about the, the, and I've already forgotten what the official name is of the competition. Brewing the, the American Dream? Yes, that's yes. it. Um, what, what is that and how does it work? Um, so they do it once a year. I forget the exact number of years they've been doing it, but it was in the realm of like t- 10, 12, something. Yeah, no, it's been around for a while. Yeah. And so he had started, um, Jim Cook had started sort of giving back, um, but it was he had started sort of with um, smaller like food manufacturers, so like a coffee roastery or... A, a food truck, things like that. Yeah, that's um, what I always remember seeing yeah, like, the videos online to, like, give, about for... Give back and how could he... You know, he felt he feels really lucky and grateful to be where he is now. Yeah. And so it's sort of how, how can instead of giving somebody money, what's more valuable than money? You know, knowledge. Yeah. Well, they're both valuable. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take both. Look, like, well. Uh, um, but, but to pay, I mean, to pay for that level of consulting services would yes. probably be more than any. I mean, the amount of time we've spent with, you know, the heads of fill in the blank and is, I mean. Do they make themselves completely available or do they have like, you can only talk to us this much? No, and they they really enjoy it. Um, You know, so they they feel really lucky to be able to do it as well, that that can be part of their job to to help mentor and, and sort of give back. So I think it was like when they started the Brewing the American Dream, that sort of started where he's like, okay, well, we're giving all this business expertise and everything to like a coffee roastery but you know what about all these small brewers you know we could be giving them business mentorship but also 
you know, brewery side mentorship since, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that sort of was how that was born. Um, but that's why there's only one of those per year versus they do a lot of like pitch competitions and stuff for, for other businesses all throughout the year. So how, um, how do they decide who the winner is? Like what's the criteria for choosing the so winner? I think they pick different things. So they want it to be obviously a functional brewery. Yeah. So, you know, where you've been open for more than six months or a year, you know, so where, where you could actually use use their mentorship as sort of, sort of like where do you take your business next? Um, so yeah, I they think, don't have to teach you everything. Yeah. More of just like a, a yeah, guide. It's not like how to brew. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and, and sort of it's, it, I think what they're looking for is how can someone use this to take their business to the next level, maybe faster, better than they could by themselves. Um, and so I think with us, you know, I th when we applied for it, we had we were looking for the property, and um, so I think that was sort of part of it. Where it's like, okay, they're going into a new spot. You know, they've made it five years. Yeah. They, this is something they can do. So clearly, they're doing well enough to be able to make this move. And um, you know, how can we sort of help catapult? What, so what it, what is the format of it? So do you, like. Do you go and pitch in person or was it like you write a essay Both. or Both. So <laughs> a Zoom call? You have to make what? it to the finals. So okay. it's, it, it was a, at least when we did, it was written, um, a written application, um, sort of explaining why, why you think you, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should win this. Um, I'm guessing you've had a little bit of experience of writing. Uh, here and there. Yeah. Here and there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so then they pick. kind of makes it unfair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they pick their uh, they pick the five the top five finalists okay. just based off of that and then they, they do research and to like look, look at your website and yeah. um, different things like that so one of the things that really impressed them a lot is how much we give back like how many fundraiser beers we do and I'm sure how much we're involved with things like that yeah so they sort of aspect like look at your sure, social yeah. media is like to like make all sure that. that when they announce that your winner there's not some not hor some weird, horrific yeah, exactly. thing you did 10 <laughs> yeah, years yeah. ago that <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah um, they didn't find it but then it was really <laughs> cool yeah, they, um, we got to go they uh Took every, they got, uh, flew everybody out or whatever, trained everybody out to um, New York and had an event. It was the Beer Bash. And so everybody brought their beer. So uh, we brought Junipers, of course. Mm -hmm. And um, it was open to, it was mostly press and Boston Beer Company employees, but then there were some tickets, free tickets available to the public okay. as well, which sold out really quick. But um, yeah, so then people sort of voted on it. So they took popular vote and to consideration, but then also their votes, like once they meet everybody, which so of course they said it's so much harder once they meet everyone. Cause they're like, Oh God, yeah. like every, uh, yeah. everyone's, everyone's cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they don't <laughs> and everyone's cool. No. Like, you yeah. know, everyone in our group was, you know, where were the other breweries from? Do you remember? Yeah. One Nathan? was rhythm from Connecticut. She was great. Mm. Wolf and warrior. I think from okay. New York. Um, there was one from Ohio. Funk Brothers? No, no, that was, that was this, uh, year. this this year. Brother, uh, that was, it was Brothers and Brewing? Brothers. It's like West Coast? Brothers okay. Brewing or something. Ohio or is becoming brothers. quite a like, beer destination over the last few years. 
we've been a little out of it for the past year. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you're a little bit, little like, preoccupied yeah. out there with your own. With We're your just own starting stuff. to get back to yeah, uh, slowly, slowly starting to get back to a little bit of semblance of normal, where you know we can actually know about maybe one thing going on with somebody <laughs> else. You know, do things again. That's neat. And there was there was a cash prize. No. With the two. No. Oh, it's, no, no, it's so, and, the um, and then we got to go to Boston to brew with, with them. So we did a collaboration. Okay. Um, so we did a rye IPA with the uh, local rye from Bear Branch. Um, and, uh, and that's when we got to sort of face to face for like three days straight meet with At the all the brewers and the yeah. directors of marketing. And Do they have like structured like planning of already like what they're going to teach you or is it more just like you ask no what you, you ask who you want to meet with you ask okay. who, who you're interested in meeting with um and then um if you have any questions any specific questions or it's just it's more like uh you sit down with the other person they're like what do you want to know like um, an hour hour each meeting yeah. and maybe 20 people over two days and it's really cool. At the very end, we had a two-hour meeting with Jim Cook. We got to hoist a beer with him, and oh, nice. that was just—he's yeah. such a nice guy. It's really, really cool. I would, I would bet that fun. like he probably isn't that useful in helping, right? Like I would think mm-hmm. that like they're at the size Signs now the that checks. it's like all the all the people below him are probably the ones that could actually give more guidance and yeah, he's got a like big picture. Yeah. type questions and just to see that level of dedication so after he met with us uh we he, we were his last or sorry he was our last meeting of the day he then left us to train the um to, to do a whole training with the interns oh cool that we're gonna start for you know that that next semester um so yeah talk so about has never he stayed in touch with you guys <laughs> or have you- we saw him at the um yeah. we, we went to the beer bash for this year's okay, um, yeah, we get to people. go every, every so year now. Oh, that cool. was really Neat. cool. Yeah. It was cool to be on the other side. Yeah, too. <laughs> not sweating and hoping yep. to. Yeah, and so we awesome. saw him there, and he, you know, recognized us, and so that felt pretty cool. Does he want to be a guest on Uncapped? <laughs> I'll, I'll call I'll him ask. up. I'll text him. We'll, we'll get him on the line. <laughs> He's like, so how well? <laughs> um. So that is there like a a time frame for when you're allowed to reach out and still receive mentorship from Forever. them or is it no, like an the, open this year, end? Like the, once you the win, year we did it was when they started um from here on out they're gonna make it unlimited that's awesome yeah. so we'll see how long they do that yeah. <laughs> i guess it depends on if someone starts to try to abuse it like, yeah. <laughs> hey can you get greg on the phone the toilet's clogged i'm not <laughs> sure can you, can you send the yeah, guy down it's yeah. been really cool we've gotten the the engineers because they're so close and they go down to um dogfish head and rehoboth okay a lot Sorry, and Lewis a lot. Um, they have, you know, several times stopped by here. They saw the old place, this place. Um, so that's been that's been really cool. What has been the most valuable aspect of it? Like the like what what uh, what area of knowledge were you able to get from them that was most helpful? Probably brew house. That's, like I mean, getting the actual brew house. Getting, <laughs> yeah, getting the thing they, to work um, was good. Yeah, they, they, the, the um, guy, Eric, who was uh, brewing on the system down in Miami, um, he's up in Boston now, uh-huh. uh, but they, they sent him down for three days oh, to, wow. help, 
to help just to show for you all first, the first brew. Yeah. So we got we you know ran water through it. Um, you know, SOPs. You know, do the C- and we did a CIP. You know, the the clean in place on it <laughs> on the whole thing, and then and then the the first brew with him, which was really lucky yeah, to be able to show have you it. all the little idiosyncrasies yep. idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. of the specific system. Exactly, and exactly, oh, yeah, and awesome. um, and yet Steve Saunders, who I'm sure most people know, <laughs> did our um, brewery install at the first place. And Is that the guy with the beard? And still here. Com- Who's in the? He's the gotta guy. It's like a good yeah. He's yeah. A, yeah. He's the gotta guy beer. Oh, it's, he's the guy. Um, but he went down to Miami and actually okay. disassembled. Yeah. Oh, nice. It, got it onto tra- uh, tractor trailers and then came back up here and him and his crew reassembled everything. In addition <laughs> to running the boiler and chiller yeah. and you know <laughs> all that other stuff. Do do they offer? help and guidance like from the brewing aspect of it or is it all like the business aspect of it that they mentor both so like when i was having you know learning curves with it to start off um yeah i could reach out to eric anytime and walk through some things and that's awesome yeah Yeah, we um a lot of marketing tips and like social media stuff um stuff we hadn't thought about bigger picture stuff small picture stuff is the amount of notes Judy and I took in two days was, <laughs> I don't know, you just writing everything down and you come up with more questions and yeah, it's like unparalleled that. access to just questions you can get direct answers yeah. to with people yeah. who know what the answer would be rather than, you know, struggling to find the answer yourself. Is, so like from, from the marketing standpoint stuff, is it, um, I mean, they're at such a different scale than... Mm. It, the every craft brewery that most people think of like it's not even comparable mm-hmm. is it is what they do marketing wise applicable to like at that difference of a scale or is it i would say some yeah, things some are ways. like it, it's not so like helping with marketing they're not like telling us what to yeah to, to would, do but sort of um just sort of in their experience what has worked what's what's totally flopped that they thought was gonna work um things like that and um you know they have a bunch of different brands so they actually tailor their marketing to some of the smaller brands than the bigger brands you know and then there's the truly or something you know it's just like clearly that's there's not going to be any overlap with with that audience um but yeah i'm sure they have they have a large data set to pull from of yeah. what when it's heads of marketing. So like, you know, these people have done it their whole career yeah. um, and not just for Boston beer companies, so yeah, for other for companies all. as well. So it's, it's being able to talk to these experts in their field that, you know, it, and, and we have a great relationship with so many of the brewers here in Maryland and, and, you know, reached out to so many of them, especially before we started and, you know, learning how to scale up uh, from homebrewing to to commercial, yeah. from any any problems we had, any issues, and it's been great. But everyone is in the same boat that we're in, where you wear all the hats. You know, yeah. so yeah, I know what we've tried for social media or marketing that's worked or not worked, but it's very limited, and I had zero experience with it before. You know, and so yeah. it's, everyone's you can't be an expert in every single field. And um, so I think that's where it's when you're talking to like true experts in their field, 
they're going to be able to help you no matter what your you know whether it's beer whether it's yeah small big you know it doesn't like, matter I mean, ultimately it's really just like human psychology yeah and what you're <laughs> trying to tap into yeah. with yeah, if we have some idea and we want to is this a good idea and then we run it by them and sure it gives you like peace of mind that you're not yeah. just uh, barking up the wrong tree or something yeah yeah like i can't even think of like what the dollar value of that would be Oh, like I the, can't even. Yeah. 20,000 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even fathom. Yeah. So what uh, what are some of the things that the new ca- new location affords you to do that you couldn't do previously? Um, host bigger events. We have a more dedicated event side of the building now that's on the same floor. Um, more people can sit at the bar. The the layout's just better. The line to the taps is obvious, and people know where to queue up. And um, yeah, we have two, just the flow. Yeah, the we flow have two two sets of um, sixteen taps. Um, so really, you can have four bartenders can handle any crowd you could Huge possibly crowd, imagine. Yeah. Um, whereas before, you know, we had the ten in front and then six in the back. So yeah. everyone's just sort of Shuffles shuffling, and, like stumbling over each yeah. other. And we just didn't have the space either. So you were constantly standing in someone's way or someone standing in the middle of where the line is. Or, um, and so it was really apparent the first uh, Ravens game where, you know, Ravens games, we used to always have to bust tables and step in and help the bartenders. And, you know, it's just this craziness. And I always had a, a sort of jockey box out front just to help, you know, pull some people out of the tap room and, um, you know, help with the line. Like if there was a really long line, then someone could was just like, I want a beer. Yeah. <laughs> and um, this Ravens game, you know, just was like, everyone's really yeah. got this. So, and then we're like, we're just as busy, are the numbers okay? And we're just as busy, if not busier. It was just that it's handleable. So, you know, your worst case, if you're back at the door where you walked in, maybe you're in line for five minutes, you know? And so it's yeah. just the, the movement of that. We have so many bathrooms. Um, so we have the uh, sort of unisex single stall. So we've got seven bathrooms in there, the one sort of ADA family room, and then three urinals. So there's never a line for the bathroom. There's, it's just everything just flows I don't really think I've smoothly. ever been someplace that had just a dedicated urinal room. Yep. And who's the bingo fan? <laughs> the story. Yeah. The story of the bingo cards. It's very exciting. In a world. <laughs> yeah, our neighbors, good friends with purchased a building up in Hamden to do their, um, they do like submersive theater and they're involved in the arts. And she had like a couple crates of these bingo cards that are super old that were just in the building. And we went up to sort of see her place when they've been on sort of the same path as us when they got the building and doing the work and everything. And I think that was your idea. You saw them and we're like, we were thinking about what to put in the bathrooms. Yeah. You know, yeah. So each of the stalls has the, sort of its own unique character. So I'm still working on that because that, you know, wasn't top priority for opening. <laughs> they all have functional yeah. ba- toilets. <laughs> I think ultimately that's really all ca- um, people care about. But that was yeah. the idea <laughs> is having each, each yeah. stall be something unique thing. and be its own. Uh, but it, like it's so simple, but I, I, I would venture to guess it has people... People ask about, about it. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's, like, it's gotta just gotta go to all of them. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> just, collect them all. It's, yeah. it's just weird enough to see a room wallpapered with bingo, bingo cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's 
just something we had an idea and that's where it ended up. One of those things. Yeah. I, I definitely took note. <laughs> <laughs> Put some, uh, now I have to go use the other two so I can yeah. see. see? Yeah. So can you yeah. have a couple I'll beers? take that water now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming you you do a lot of live music here. The, the we, we, we will be. Okay. Um, yeah, right sorry, now we're, yeah. we haven't really started much. We've had a, a cup a little bit here and there. Um, but that's something we would like to get into. I think this Friday we're starting um, open mic night. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that'll fun. come in the new year more. We'll have maybe not regular bands, but every month maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But and it's for stuff when, we, when we have events and things, people can make announcements up there or, you know, for our holiday market this past weekend, we had um, the gift wrappers were up there. So it was a place for them to okay. be so they could, like people could see them and draw them up there. What, uh, what's your production capacity different differentiation between this location and the original um so it's 20 barrel instead of 15 barrel um we have this six ferment six 20 barrel fermenters like we had six 15s um but we have three 40 barrels instead of the two 30 barrels okay um so it's definitely higher yeah but you, it's not you like it's not gonna like double or anything you started um, fairly large so yeah it's, yeah so it's, it's like a bump up but not yeah i think we'll sort of continue the the growth that we've yeah. that we've but been yeah, I mean, having. you're I would think like you're at a your baseline right now will make it much easier to grow as yes. you need to instead of and, like and then we can just add we can just add tanks yeah. at that point because this system um, you know I I used to take me eight hours to brew a single and then like thirteen to to double brew um, at least and then now it's like six for a single and like eight for a a double brew, um, which sort of changes everything, yeah. everything, you know. Was your original just a two vessel? Yes. Is that what? Okay. Yeah. The, um, so you, you guys kind of more focus on, um, like a core lineup of beers, right? Than going heavy into the, constantly coming out with new stuff i mean you yeah. still have new yeah, releases so fairly have, regularly but so you're very strong in you yeah. have your core beers five that, or six cores and probably yeah, so five like, or six that rotate in every couple months and then she'll sprinkle in some big batches special batches and then pilot batch with you know, yeah, to, so to round out everything yeah so we have uh, 16 beers on top but yeah, i think five or six of those are, are always available um, and then, you know, we do have a lot of seasonals that yeah. um, when we really, really like them, they tend to come yeah, back. They come back so, yeah. <laughs> um, this year's a perfect example. We had done the Still a Hero Porter um, two years ago with Maureen O'Prey doing the okay, historical yeah, yeah. recreation of an 1880s porter. And it was during COVID, so it was, and it was so good. And it's been my favorite of the porters. Um, so I wanted to bring that back. And then last year we did uh, More Anita Mia, which is coming out this weekend. Um, and that was with a Honduran brewery called uh, Dos Osos, who we actually met at the uh, Frederick Craft Beer Fest. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we had just started imp- uh, exporting to Honduras. And so we had sort of had this shared, like, what's going on? How, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah. Our fr- person we met was starting an export company import export 
And she was looking for sort of gluten-free and gluten-reduced products, which our beer is gluten-reduced. Um, Use the enzyme to yeah. remove yep. the... All the, of it is? The gluten. All of it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we used it in all of it. And she had come up with her friends, I think, and stopped at the brewery and researched us, you know, tried the beers and loved them. And right when she was starting her business out, we, we sent, I think, three pallets to Honduras, four, yeah. over the past year and a half, I guess. And okay. we're, we're gearing up for another one probably early next year. Yeah. It's, it just sort of, wouldn't say fell in our laps, but she found us and it, she's very nice and sends yeah, the beer down. Now we have this Honduran connection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's how we, we got to know them. They were wearing their um, shirts that said, those, 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 okay. Syria, Honduras. So we're like, oh my God. Um, and so we sort of hit, we hit it off after that and then did a collab that fall. Um, and it was really cool. So it's a husband, wife, um, Jose and Daisy. And um, Jose's sister gets, uh, is a chocolatier and gets sources her cocoa nibs from the jungles Okay, there. So has all her connections there. So we got the cocoa nibs from, from his side. And uh, Daisy's father owns a, uh, runs a coffee farm, um, sort of family owned. And uh, so we got coffee That's from so cool. them. And so it's like super fresh, like amazing stuff. So we did that last year. And again, it was oh, yeah. all, it was meant to be a one-off, but, yeah. it, but you loved it's it too much. Too mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're actually releasing that this Sunday. Um, my, uh, I think it's my grandmother's cousin had a bar in Honduras and he lived on a houseboat, but he's also a treasure hunter. And (laughs) he is one of the most interesting people in the world. And for the longest time, we actually thought he was just full, like his stories Mm. were not true. Uh, But then when one of my cousins got out of the military and went to work for him as a diver, because a lot of it, like he did like jungle expeditions at one time, but then he moved to like deep sea salvage. And like when, after my cousin went to work for him and he came back, he's like, his stories are true. (laughs) Like he's been attacked by pirates. He, there was one family thing he was at where he had pieces of um, Captain, uh, Captain Morgan's flagship and like his compass Mm -hmm. with him. And then he had this bar of gold that he said, like, the melt value of it was only about 20000 But because of the, like, the time period and all the markings on it, it was valued at least a quarter of a million dollars. And he had it with him in a briefcase. I'm like, why the hell yeah. are you carrying this around? And, and he was like, well, my ownership of it is kind of questionable. So I so he keeps it with him just in case and the guy comes he's looking. not permitted like he's not allowed to go through the panama canal because because okay. he doesn't always like i guess follow the laws on how or hmm. he's done shady stuff to get permission to bring up shipwrecks and he's a he's an interesting person That's I, there was a uh, the hunter's connection yeah i think it was on it was either on the history channel or like a and e where there were like something they about treasure him. and they, yeah they featured wow. him and That's pretty neat. the dude's crazy <laughs> so i've i have a necklace made out of silver 
that he brought up from uh, one of the wreckages That's that cool. he located. That's really cool. <laughs> Are you allowed through the Panama Canal? Yes. I, to my knowledge, <laughs> to my best of your knowledge, tried, you tried, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his his boat is not permitted to go through the Panama right. Canal. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. It's a long way to go the other way, though. Yeah, mm. and that's why well, he was complaining about how long it took him to, to know, go all get, the way around. Yeah, yeah. to get here the to, Cape. to like a, it was like a family reunion or something. <laughs> he left six months ago. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it like he's hike just, through the jungle. Yeah. It, it, it's it and it, like he looks the role too. He's like six six, just this huge boisterous guy with mm-hmm. like. <laughs> it's he's a character. Um, actually, the last time I saw him, he's in his like, he's got to be in his eighties, and he still does it. And he was telling me about like his wife now is like in her thirties, but she's a nurse and. She injects him with HGH and steroids. Wonderful. And <laughs> Does he? <laughs> is he a whip master? Can he use a whip? I, Indiana yeah, Jones I, I didn't ask, but I mean, he is practically a, like a real life Indiana. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I, I really don't have any more questions. I don't think hmm. we've covered a lot. Yeah. Um, what what uh, do you have anything coming up that you're excited about to share with everyone? Yeah, hmm. I don't know if Sunday is too soon. <laughs> it, it it really depends on my level of laziness this right. week. If Sunday's not it's too soon, uh, but but we will have the beer out after, uh, like it'll still be available yeah. after that um, for yeah, at least, you're at least a lot like of a it. month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that that morning Mia with the cocoa okay. porter with cocoa nibs and coffee. The cool thing on Sunday is I will give um, you an eighty percent chance that I'll release this on Friday. Okay, so on on, um, <laughs> on Sunday we've given our uh, chef the day off, and um, uh, Daisy, who's uh, part of the uh, Honduran connection. <laughs> she, they have a friend who cooks uh, Honduran food, has a okay. restaurant. So that that restaurant's gonna do a pop up oh, here. Awesome. So we'll have Honduran food. What is what what is uh, like their specialties in their cuisine? I'm not familiar with what. So one the, mm. the one thing that I love, they're called baleadas. Um, I don't know if they're serving them. I need to ask. Um, but they're flour tortillas. But they have um, scrambled eggs with the like. I don't know if you want to call it like a breakfast burrito, <laughs> but yeah, it's always like avocado, scrambled eggs, like refried beans. That sounds um, amazing. So good. Um, but yeah, and then the, the other thing we're doing is uh, Rachel, a woman who, who's been working here to continue the Honduran connection. She's been, uh, for years and years, been volunteering for, um, it's called Hearts for Honduras, and they go down at least once a year okay. to do volunteer work. Um, and so it, we're doing a fundraiser for them. Um, on Sunday as well. Where, uh, what's the best way for people to keep up to date with what's going on at Checker Spot? I'd say through uh, our Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we try to keep that updated. Uh, and then we try to keep our website updated, but that tends to be a little a little behind. Farther behind, behind, behind than, um, than, than the, the, the social media. So social media is always the best bet. And then, um, you know, we, 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 we do a de- pretty decent job on keeping up the website, but... <laughs> We're in the um, Hokamojo Freddy f- trailer. Or, um, oh, can you edit that part out? <laughs> I tried trying to be funny with the joke, but it wasn't. There's a local like I'm newspaper in the day that, that had like ads making fun of being yeah ourselves. The penny saver. Yeah, <laughs> it's a personal ad in the papers. Yeah, you, you can find us. Desperately seeking. That did fall flat. <laughs> yeah. That did fall um, very flat. 
I know we have. We can't always a, be on. We have a meeting <laughs> very soon, uh, so I'll, I will do an abbreviated stupid questions segment. So oh, right, we'll, right. we'll only do a couple of them. Uh, Who would win in a battle between a ninja and a pirate? It's easy, a ninja. Ninja. Uh, it's not easy because you got it wrong. It is definitely a pirate. So uh, little doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make it sound like mine. <laughs> It'd be a good fight. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It would, pirate would definitely win. Uh-huh. What is your go-to gas station snack? Ooh, Maybe salt and vinegar chips. Cheeto, probably Cheetos. Which kind? Maybe, maybe flaming hot. Maybe regular, depending Ooh. on how I'm feeling. What about the jalapeno ones? Mm. I like those, but I like the. I think I like the flaming hot better. My favorite are the baked white cheddar jalapeno ones. Oh, I have not seen. Never those. seen those. They're, you have a hookup. So right, I will need to try to that next time. If I ever amazing. see those, I will get the the white cheddar jalapeno. If you were a NASCAR driver, who would three of your sponsors be? Uh, checker spot. Uncapped. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say... Um, Orioles. Picket Brewing would help us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor us. What is the largest animal that you think you could defeat in hand-to-hand combat? Mm. A, a rabbit. Hamster. <laughs> I don't know. Checker I'm spot a lover. butterfly. A checker. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, hmm. <laughs> I'm a pacifist. Would. Is Nickelback a good band? No. no. That's also an easy question. That's very easy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Yes. Uh, Bruce Willis says it is not. Well, wow. he is wrong. Yeah. yeah. He signed that What away. does he know? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Thank you too so much. Uh, glad we were able to fit this in today. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for taking the time on Thanks, a, a busy day. Uh, the new location is absolutely beautiful. Everyone should come and visit this. What's the address real quick? It's uh, 1421 Ridgely Street, and it's in Baltimore. Baltimore. So it's uh, South Baltimore, really close to Raven Stadium. So it's funny. We're actually a little bit closer to Raven Stadium than we were at our old place and uh, definitely closer to Camden Yards. And they have parking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and beer. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.